Hi, podcast listeners. Thank you for tuning into Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How. We're changing our schedule a tad this July and August, but that doesn't mean you should send your job search on summer vacation, right, Rachel? Absolutely not. Keep that job search going, folks. You can do it. In fact, we'll still be here to cheer you on with some new episodes. They'll just be released every other week. Then before you know it, we will be back with our weekly episodes by the start of September. And if you really miss us on our weeks of the summer, you can always go back and listen to the episodes you've missed. Now, without further ado, here's our regularly scheduled program in three, two, one. Welcome. This is Kathleen. Well, howdy, Kathleen. It's your partner, Rachel. (laughs) So we're bringing you another bonus podcast edition today, sharing tips on Dun, dun, dun. I'm following Ooh. you on that one. Sharing tips on how to master your personal introduction, otherwise known as your elevator speech. These tips will help you perfect the most used tool in your clear job search. I like it. And I like the tone when we talk about your elevator pitch. I like it. So whether you call it the elevator pitch, your personal introduction, or your 30 seconds of fame, you need to be able to make sure that you can do it quickly, concisely, and clearly. Who the heck are you? And what you looking for? So your personal introduction will be used in a whole variety of places. And it's something you want to know in your core because you want to be able to tap into this and be able to pull it out. Because so many times when we want to do it, we're like, I, 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 there was something I wanted to say. But this time we're going to talk about your personal intro that can be used in interviews, at job fairs, when you email your resume to someone you just happen to network with, or in a setting where you're talking about your job search. That's right, Kathleen. We're going to teach you to be cool today and know how to own your coolness with your own 30 seconds of fame here. So if you give someone context, it's so much easier for them to figure out how they can help you or how you may be able to help them. Kathleen, kick us off. Okay. First thing we're going to do is tip number one, keep it short. You don't need to do your entire life story. It should be no more than 30 seconds or a handful of sentences. Keep in mind how much time you have during an elevator ride, not one that you're going to the top of the Bank of America building and it's 68 floors, but you know, something short. That's where the phrase comes in. It's an elevator pitch. It's a short phrase. It's a short, hey, these are one, two, three things about me that you might want to know so that we can continue our conversation. It's not very long. So let's boil it down to the essentials that you can quickly say who you are, what you do, and why you're a great candidate. Kathleen, I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Keep it short. Also, (laughs) write it down. Think of the headlines or an ad that you could write for yourself. What are your highlights? Think about past achievements, current goals. A long list might come in mind, but again, keep it short. Review the list. Pick out the ones that matter. Writing it down is going to give you the opportunity to reflect and then select what's going to make it into your elevator pitch. Kathleen, hit us with number three. Good on number three. Highlight your value. 
And this one is really hard because you have to read the room. You really have to understand who you're talking to and then be able to pick from your data bank and sort of highlight your key values. So when you're talking to employers, reference the type of work you've done, not anything that was 20 years ago or 10 years ago, but you know, something more recent, your strengths in that line of work. And then some soft skills that demonstrate your value. So they'll want to know more. You're so spot on. And it's just like when a commercial comes on the TV. If it's boring, if it's not relevant, and if it's too dead gum long, I'm changing the channel. So we're going to tell you another tip that's going to keep them on your channel. And that's include your security clearance when appropriate. It matters, friends. You did an awful lot to get it. Let's make sure you highlight it. So while you wouldn't throw your security clearance around in all conversations, do include it when you're talking to a recruiter or a hiring manager with a cleared facilities employer. So the next tip, avoid jargon and buzzwords. And this is interesting, and and I'm really glad that we're talking about it because Being very careful with acronyms. You want to make sure that your pitch is easily understood, but you have to remember that not everyone knows the same acronyms that you know. And you also want to avoid some of those buzzwords because, again, they're filler. They're showing that you don't really know what you're talking about and you're nervous and you're trying to get someone's attention. Focus on what makes you unique. Love it. So what you're saying is, Don't say you're passionate. I'm a passionate. I'm passionate. And I'm also goal-oriented. And you know what? Gosh darn it. I am self-motivated. Take that with all those buzzwords. And something else to keep in mind is to keep context in mind. That's our tip number six is to keep context in mind. Tailor your information to the situation. Make sure that you're aware of the audience. Include what brings you to the event. Why are you there? And what issues are of interest to you? And ask the other person about their interest as well. Kathleen, I know the time has come and I'm sure it makes you as sad as it does me. But let's bring this to an end. What's tip number seven? Dun, dun, dun. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Practice and make it polished. This is hard. And I think that people need to practice their elevator speech and they need to practice it with friends and family. They need to be able to just sort of talk to themselves in the mirror with Zoom and all of the virtual stuff. You can actually record and record and record and record and and sort of share it with friends and sort of say, hey, was this natural? Was it not? Um, And then, you know, Call your mom and give her the elevator speech and your friends, but you know, you've got to practice it. So Rachel, can you give us an example of a pitch you would use at a job fair with an employer? Absolutely. Hi, I'm Jane Jobseeker, a web designer with top secret clearance. My customers have recognized me over delivering on user needs and developing a finished product that exceeds project requirements. Most recently, I collaborated with a tech team to successfully migrate a customer's website hosting. My ability to quickly translate complex issues under deadline sounds like a good fit for your senior web designer opening in Huntsville. That's it. Short, sweet, but communicating a lot of information quickly. And like Kathleen said, practice, practice, 
practice. It doesn't make perfect, but it sure does make permanent. (laughs) Well done, Rachel. That was a perfect pairing of personal introduction with a hook for a recruiter at a job fair. Now, I'm sure you've been to job fairs where someone comes to the booth, sticks out their hand, and doesn't say much beyond, hello. What have you seen on the front lines as a recruiter, and why does it matter? Rachel, tell us a little bit more about your personal insight into these elevator pitches. It is so important, especially when you are at an in-person job fair. We'll kind of take that that lane first because there's so many people and you want to say something that's immediately going to engage, but also make you memorable. And if you can share something that sets you apart, it's quickly understanding who you are and you're telling me what important skills you have. So it is like a, a verbal resume and it's allowing us to connect at a humane level, right? As, a, as just people connecting there. I've had awkward ones where someone's come up and shook my hand. Then they go in and they're just telling me all about their education and how great they are, but have had said absolutely nothing of value. So it's that important, just like you've always been told, make that good first impression. This is your first impression. So dry your hands off before you shake the recruiter's hand and make sure that you've practiced your pitch about what makes you important and why you want to talk to them about that particular role and why you'd be a good fit for that organization. Now, what's interesting is we've put a lot of emphasis and a lot of importance on this elevator pitch. But we all know that we get nervous and we all know that we, something might be embarrassing like, you know, guy or gal with sweaty palms. Realize that how you get out of that uncomfortable situation is also going to be a really great way to have an impression with that recruiter. So if you're nervous and you forget your elevator pitch, take a breath, tell the recruiter that you're nervous And have a question or two that says, hey, can you tell me a little bit about your key jobs that you're looking for or something? Something to give you a breath. And then be sure you have those two or three points that you want to get across. That's, again, where you practice. So anyway, I just had to add my little ad lib on that one. Love it. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this bonus edition of our podcast. To access these tips online, just check out the link in our show notes and be sure to follow our podcast, share it with your friends, and we will see you next time.